The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Trust the process. Do you respect the process? Welcome back, processors, to another great weekend of college football recap and we can call this one i suppose not that we thought this was coming not that we knew any of the things that are happening in football are happening like come on this this year is just crazy look at the nfl it's also everything's just crazy injuries covids upsets terrible defenses Apparently, uh, when NFL teams heard like, oh, we got to bring more college into the game. We got to be more like college. Apparently, they only wanted to bring in Big 12 football, which is all offense, no defense. So if anyone's listening to us from the NFL, uh, bring in a little bit of SEC defense, you know, mix in a little ACC Boston College in there. You may want to, you know, tighten it up a bit, tighten it up a little bit. What do you think, Ray? When I say 2020, you say sucks. 2020 sucks yeah yeah man um this is, this is really i mean it's it's starting to get a little confusing too i mean with all these opt-outs and we're doing all these previews and these people are opting out we don't know who these people are if they're opting out we don't know what's going on it's just getting you and then we got all these crazy upsets going on and it's just it's a lot yeah yeah so that leads me into what i need to do right at the top here i told ryan i said before we get anywhere else uh, time, time to just, you know, throw myself on the, uh, old funeral pyre and then let you all know that I'm not that good at this. By that, I mean, I'm trying really hard to be on top of all this, but like Ryan said, there's dudes that are opting out and I can't keep track of all the names. So, uh, I promise I will never talk about Kenneth Gainwell when we're talking about Memphis the rest of the year. All right. Draft time. Sure. When it's when it's combine time, yeah, I'm probably gonna be talking about my boy Kenneth once again. But for now, that dude is not playing football, definitely not playing football for Memphis. We'll not talk about him. As well as uh Jamie Newman. Jamie Newman, uh, did you know is not the quarterback for Georgia? I didn't know uh, that. <laughs> no, it's a dude named Stenson. Who played pretty well in a complimentary <laughs> role. In a complimentary role. Yeah. That was that. Well, we're going to get to that game. Um, well, if you if you want to make you feel better, I, I can publicly apologize to Seth Williams, who I just completely burned last week when I said no dude named Seth Williams is going to torch his defense. Yeah. And boy, did he torch him. And then NFL game day to or NFL game day, college game day to even like just put the fork or knife in my car off and said oh this seth williams kid he's a he's a real gamer he's the real deal here in the sec so <laughs> seth williams i'm sorry okay seth i'm sorry i i read your tweets i'm sorry yep he came for you he said enough yeah. enough for this ryan guy i'm gonna i'm gonna let him know what's up yeah <laughs> uh well, i guarantee you uh we are trying our hardest and um we're still having fun and i hope you're having fun listening along with us 
watching the games, getting into the previews, getting into the recaps, uh, hopefully picking out the names that we're talking about and, and being able to I um, keep an eye on them. So, uh, Ryan, let's just get into, like I said before, uh, week five of the college football recap, which we are titling as Upset Weekend 2.0. <laughs> Matt, thanks for adding in that sound effect. That was awesome. (laughs) So uh, Ryan really wanted to talk about Oklahoma versus Iowa. Or at least he said, we need to talk about Oklahoma. And Ryan, I think you knew something. You didn't know that you knew something, but you knew something. Oh, I knew something, but it wasn't the right something. (laughs) I mean, Uh, even when, when when we talked about Oklahoma in our Big 12 preview... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. We both had high hopes. They were both our favorite to finish, which they still can, atop the Big 12. But, man, they've looked pretty disappointing. Yes. Yes. Uh, Oklahoma's never been known for their defense. Like we said, no one in the Big 12 is known for their defense. But you would hope that you could hold down an Iowa State team that was struggling to, to even get off the mat here in the beginning of the season. So uh, what we're alluding to is the upset of the weekend, in my opinion. Actually, it's not even my opinion. It's everyone's opinion. But, yeah, Iowa State taking down Oklahoma, defending the home turf. Ames, Iowa, get up. Oh, yeah. Upset City, man. Yeah. Um, Real quick before we go any farther. Sure. um, ESPN has Austin Stogner, which – uh, he's he is the tight end for Oklahoma. Am I right or am I wrong? You are. They have him listed as a running back. Okay. On ESPN, he's six six two fifty. Yeah, that wouldn't work as a running back. Yes, ESPN. You had one job. <laughs> w- weren't we working up a ESPN for our uh, SEC preview, and they had uh, Nick Saban in his fifth year? I was like, wait, what? Yeah, they had like his record as like. Eight wins or something. Yeah, it wasn't not great. Uh, we're, we're a Bleacher Report team, but we're proud uh, partners of CBS and the Bleacher Report. No, but honestly, uh, yes. you brought up uh, Stogner, and he had a pretty good day for Oklahoma, but it wasn't enough because Oklahoma's defense is trash, and you can't expect Spencer Rattler to be able to bail them out like you've had other guys in the past. He's not there yet. I believe that he will be better than a Baker Mayfield. I believe he will be better than a Jalen Hurts. I believe he will be better than even a Kyler Murray, who is struggling uh, in year two in the NFL right now. He definitely has more upside than those guys. I mean, mean, this is what his second ever start. Um, yeah, just give Spencer Rattler some more time. Agreed. Uh, Brock Purdy continues the trend of what Brock Purdy does, which is play terrible against terrible teams. But then when he goes up against, you know, one of the better teams, he steps up. And especially in the month of October, I believe he's undefeated in Brocktober. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know what else I like? What's that? Brees Hall. Ooh. Talk on. Brees Hall. That cat is nice. 6'1, 215. Um, sophomore. Um, 
Yeah, I like Brees Hall. He's he's um, over 100 yards all three games this year, uh, this this year so far, and no different on Saturday. 28 carries, one for 139 and two touchdowns. That's good for five yards a carry. Right. Like, like Brees Hall, good size, good speed. He's a real thumper. I like him a lot. He's literally the only back that touched the ball too, which is crazy. You just never he, see that. He is. Yes, Brock Purdy had uh, two carries for negative two yards and a touchdown. How Wait. do you do that? Yes. So he had the two-yard touchdown and then had a four-yard, negative four-yard loss. <laughs> uh, Brock Purdy, ladies and gentlemen. Brock, Welcome to Brocktober, everybody. Yeah, yep. so good on Iowa State. Uh, makes us feel a little bit better because we didn't hate Iowa State. Remember, we were talking about them in the Big 12 preview and like, they're not bad. They're not a bad team. They can yeah. They, they teams. They have some names. They do you know, have with names. Purdy, Brees Hall, uh, Charlie Kolar, the tight end. So yeah. they've been putting out some pretty good um, names into the NFL lately. So uh, continued. Success. And Charlie Kolar fr- from Norman, Oklahoma. So we kind of got to tap dance on Oklahoma's grave Ooh. on Saturday too, which was kind of which Should've was kind of nice me. for him. I bet. Should have offered me. Yeah. Right. Instead of six foot Austin Stogner running back slash tight end. <laughs> Dominant. <laughs> Dominant. So let's move on to the next game. Uh, this is a game that I had picked out as a game that I was going to preview and a game that I was excited to watch. And um, Georgia quickly made me not so excited to continue to watch the game as Auburn's defensive line, which I hyped up big time. Didn't I, Ry? Mm-hmm. You did. I hyped them. I said, I believe in the system. I believe in the coach. They recruit well. They they do a healthy, good rotation on the D-line. They stay fresh. They got powerful dudes. They've been putting good guys into the NFL. You know, um, Brown was just drafted last year. I believe them. They can do this. Uh, Georgia O-line must have heard me hyping them up and said, nah, nah, bro. Uh, not today. We're going to run the rock right down your throats. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. Uh, like I said earlier, I was incorrect by saying that Jamie Murray is the quarterback. I am quickly catching up. Uh, instead, uh, who is the quarterback for Georgia, Ryan? Um, oh, sorry. Sorry, I was looking at something. Does Delvin Cook's brother play for Georgia? Is it just a James Cook? Is it just it looks my- just like him. It looks just like Delvin Cook. I sorry. did not hear um, them say it on the broadcast. So All that right. would be my only. Um, I will I will research that real quick. Um, Stenson Bennett, five eleven one. He's tiny, little guy. Five eleven one ninety. Junior. He did look tiny behind that offensive line. They got some big boys over there for Georgia. Uh, my player of the game. Um, I, I would just like pick all five of the offensive line. That literally was my takeaway from the game. Goes wow. I don't know if it was that Auburn's defensive line just didn't step up, just didn't match the energy, the in, the intensity that uh, the Georgia line was bringing, um, or if it's just that Georgia's old line just needs their props. They just need to be talked about as maybe a team that's going to help them stay extremely competitive throughout the rest of the season, and maybe they'll end up on the top of the East when all is said and done here in the SEC. Um, I can't. I'll say you right to say right now. I can't battle. Uh, wait for the battle between them and Florida. That's gonna be awesome. Update: James Cook is Delvin Cook's brother. How about that? Nice. How cool. So he, 
little brother got a and little. I was bit looking of- at his recruitment. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was no, looking fine. at his recruitment, and um, he did visit Florida State and said, "Nah, screw <laughs> you, Delvin. I'm going to Georgia." Yeah. Uh, Genius move by him. Yep. Genius. Yeah. Your boy Cam Akers probably uh, walked up and said, uh, "Dude, I'd, I'd go elsewhere." <laughs> Stops. Don't do it. You don't want to do. You don't want to put it's, up with this. It's like when you walk in to like fill out an application somewhere, and all the employers are like, "Don't do it, dude. <laughs> don't do it." <laughs> he was like, "Cam right. Akers, like you couldn't even pay me more than you're already paying me to play football to recruit this guy to the school." <laughs> <laughs> I so, hate it here. Uh, well, we were just talking about Iowa State and how they only had run running back touch the ball. I am counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different players uh, touch the ball with a rush attempt in this game for Georgia. Oh my goodness! Yeah, man, they knew it was working. It, you know what I mean? Well, you're not going to move away from something when you're averaging uh, Zamir White four point six. Uh, Cook, 6.2. Uh, the next guy, uh, Milton, 5.0. Uh, McIntosh, the next guy, 4.9. Like, rolling over, Auburn. That's what your D-line yeah. did. You rolled over. Just, like, chunk runs like that. I mean. Demoralizing. Good on, good on, good on the Georgia offensive line. Yep. So, they didn't really have and- to do much in the past game. Uh, we didn't really expect too much anyways. But, uh, while we're on it. Um, Jackson, um, Karis Jackson, yep. Karis Jackson. Thank you. Uh, 11 targets, nine catches, 147 yards. So I I'll be honest guys. I tuned in for the first half, but after that I went elsewhere. I needed to watch other football that wasn't blowouts and, and domination. Cause as much as I want to continue to scout, there's going to be times to do that. And I'll find time later. But for now, I still want to enjoy being a college football fan and watching entertaining college football. So that's what I did instead. Um, I guess we should talk about Bone Knicks being not good. Like we mediocre at best. He's not good. He won't be good. I don't Maybe he know. should have just stuck with the marching band thing, like you said last week. <laughs> what did I you say? You said he looked like you said he looked like he was part of like a marching band or something. <laughs> If, if you look him up on on Google, yes, 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 yes. Yep. Oh, Bo Nick should just should just be a fluter or a flautist. A flautist. There you go. Uh, so speaking of more entertaining games, upsets are fun, and we hit another one with Arkansas getting their first SEC win in three seasons. Ryan, three. Damn, really? Yeah. That's insane. That's a fun stat. Yeah, that's my stat of the day. That's a very fun stat. Yeah. Yeah, Arkansas wins 21-14 over the the newly ranked Mississippi State. Uh, I don't know. Do you think they'll drop out of the 25? They might. I mean, yeah. I mean, how disappointing. KJ Costello, I mean, last week we were like, oh, my God, this dude is slinging the ball. And now all of a sudden he just comes out and drops this on us. Like, yep. You're toying with our heart, man. Yep. Uh, Felipe Franks uh, is a transfer from Florida. Once yes, he once he knew that Kyle Trask was the truth, he said, "I'm out. I gotta go." Uh, so he went to yeah. Arkansas and he played pretty well against Mississippi State. 
He goes 20 of 28 for 212 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. He was sacked three times, but considering what he was going up with, with the, against with that Mississippi State D-line, I'm surprised there weren't more. I thought alone the defensive line for Mississippi State would have been enough to take control of this game, but apparently not. Yeah. Uh, Felipe Franks is always interesting in Florida. He was never like super elite like this guy's really popping off but he never really had the, the protection in front of him and the offensive line at Florida for him to really succeed so I always put him in kind of trash situations so that's I, I kind of that's fair I, I kind of felt bad for him it's fair uh but I also remember watching him and just going man this guy's got no awareness he's just got no internal clock yeah he just doesn't know when to get rid of the ball. And he runs in the pressure worse than just about any SEC quarterback I've ever watched. Right. right. Uh, like you said, Costello struggled. Uh, what I've heard is the biggest difference in what happened last week compared to what happened this week is Arkansas was able to be way more efficient in playing a zone game against Costello. And they were able to bring just their pressure with the front four and stay back in zone, and that makes the windows tighter, which makes you to, forces you to be more accurate, more anticipatory throwing, and Costello wasn't ready to step up. But it's a good learning experience for him. So we'll see what he does with this going forward. Right. I mean, I will touch on Osiris Mitchell. Yep. Um, he, had, he had a pretty good day. He had a good day last week, too. I mean, Osiris Mitchell, he's got the big frame, man. He's 6'5", um, 6'5", 210. So, I mean, and he was moving – who did they play last week? Uh, Mississippi State. Um, was it – it was – no. No. I don't remember. That's not important. But he was having a really good game, and he looked really fast, man, for that for that being like that size. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like Osiris Mitchell. Another guy that stuck out last week for me was uh, Javonta Payton. He didn't have that, that good of a game this week, but he's like speedy, like that speedy little slot guy. I like him a lot too. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State took down the defending national champs LSU last week. That's right. Yeah. Yes, and Osiris Mitchell looked really, really good. Uh, not that we're going to talk about this game, but because I said national champs LSU, they got off the schneid big time this week and completely thumped Vanderbilt. But then again, it's Vanderbilt. So, yeah, I don't have anything else to talk about this game. You good to move on to the next one? Let's do it. My game of the week. SMU versus Memphis. I hyped this up, and I hope I didn't disappoint you guys. I enjoyed this game thoroughly. I switched to this game um, the moment that uh, Georgia just ran away with it. I said, ooh, cool. I'm tuning in. I'm watching our boys, uh, Brady White. I'm watching Sam Bichelle. I'm watching these really, really underrated and actually pretty efficient and fun-to-watch quarterbacks and wide receivers go at it. And that's what we had. It was a great game. Unfortunately, we had to say something off the top that I text Ryan about, and I couldn't imagine yep. it happening like it did. I text Ryan, I go, man, as much as I wanted to hype up Reggie Roberson, man, this guy's really flying today. He was able to put up 237 yards. I'm sorry, 243 yards before he had a non-contact knee injury. His foot, he planted what happened was he cleanly won his route. Uh, it was a zone and he got the ball and the corner or the safety. I can't remember right now. 
came down and he had to chop his feet to try and make a move and get around him. When he planted his right foot, it kind of stuck in the artificial turf, kind of awkward. And let's just say right now, we got to switch to grass turf, guys. We, the artificial turf is going to kill these guys. I, I swear to God. It's th- so many non-contact injuries come from this garbage turf that these guys throw on the field. But anyways, he plants his foot, knee twists up awkward, grabs it immediately, and he's done. I desperately searched the interwebs today for any sort of update. There's nothing right now, but if I had to guess, it's not good. So one of my yeah. my favorite yeah. wide receivers in this class is done just as he was ready to just show out for everyone to see. Yeah. We are both team Reggie Roberson for sure. And that, and that stinks. Yep. Um, especially during his, his uh, senior campaign as, as well. So yep. and he's battled injuries. That's, that's, that's the other thing that you feel bad yeah. about. Um, I actually had in the game that he wasn't going to play because I, I saw someone from that writes for SMU said he probably wasn't going to play in that game, but I don't know. He ended up playing. So, uh, let's hope that it wasn't something that was nagging him that ended up contributing. I, I hope not. Anyways, we can talk about his quarterback, Shane Bichelle, 474, uh, 32 attempts, 45, uh, or I'm sorry, 45 attempts, 32 completions for three touchdowns. That dude gets it, man. He really does. He does a good job in the pocket. He keeps his eyes downfield. He takes what the defense gives him. At the same time, though, uh, when you got a guy like Reggie Roberson on the outside that can just straight fly like he can, like him, if he's healthy, which he's not, but if he's healthy, I would love to see like him and Waddle. You know, they do the 40 times for the combine and they put the wide receivers yeah. like, and you can see them running at the same time. I would like love the to see shadow those. version. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see those, those, those two dudes, I think are the fastest in the class right now. Uh, let's switch over real quick to Memphis. Uh, Brady White struggled uh with just decision making he it wasn't really all his fault uh the wide receivers kind of let him down the defensive line was eh, it's uh you know about as uh could be expected uh coxie did have a good day receiving though he was targeted 14 times he hauled in eight catches for a buck 69 no touchdowns and you know brady white did enough but it ultimately it just came down to I think SMU's defense is just a smidge better than Memphis. Yeah, you didn't you didn't have anything for this. Yeah, you told me that ahead of time. Ryan said, move on, I got nothing. So instead we'll move on to something that Ryan was all hyped about. Ryan was ready to talk about TCU Texas. When I when I turned on the recording, he was like, "Man, I can't wait to talk about these awesome Texas teams." Right, Ryan? Right. Yeah. Uh, Texas confirmed bad, trash, not a good football team. Uh, they probably should have kept the SNU quarterback, uh, Shane Buchel, for sure. No, he ran for his life. <laughs> He's yeah, well, out. good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same thing as Delvin Cook's brother and uh, Cam Akers. Get out. Leave. Get out. Yeah, um, yeah, Sam Ellinger, man. I mean, he, he his numbers were fine. They, they were fine, but they just they they don't have the defense. I don't know what it is. Like, it just seems like every other offense they play just just does just enough. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Um, I, I literally, I I literally don't know. <laughs> They're just bad. They're bad. They're bad. Another team that doesn't play great complementary football. Uh, right. defense is trash, and if you're going to ask Ellinger to bail you out, he's not going to do it. 
He do, he can't do it. Right. it, and it's not a knock on him. You know what I mean? And and the penalties, man, the penalties were so bad for Texas, terrible. There was like a forty-eight yard play. Um, uh, Ellinger hit Keontae Ingram, and it got it gets called back for like a holding. I mean, right. just so bad, like penalties, not not disciplined. Um, yeah, just really odd penalties. Right. Yeah, uh, TCU's uh, defense once again, man. Their defense is damn good. They they're they. How about this? Damn good for the Big Twelve. We'll we'll make that like uh, blanket statement. They're better than the rest of the class, in my opinion. Right. And Texas was struggling with turnovers as well. One yeah. one pick, two fumbles. That just sloppy oh, football. Oh, that fumble. Uh, what, who, what running back was it at the goal line? Keontae Ingram. I think it was. Who got he hurt? fumbled twice? He got hurt and came back in the game. He fumbled twice. He had a he had one where he caught one and fumbled, yeah. and then one on the ground. And that was that. That was the goal line one. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. So TCU gets their first win. They were pretty close last week. And so. TCU just just overall capitalized on on. Um, Texas mistakes. Yep. All right. Let's move on to NC State versus Pitt. A game that I did not watch. Ryan did not watch. It was a game that I was um, obviously catching the cut-ins and I was keeping an eye on the ticker. And something happened that wasn't completely unexpected that Pittsburgh... Uh, was asked to put over 30 points in a game where their defense let them down. And guess what, Ryan? They came up uh, one point up. shy. Yeah, didn't do it. Uh, not big surprise there. Uh, it, it is surprising that NC State was able to put up 30 points on Pitt uh, with their talented D-line. But uh, let's talk about Leary, their quarterback. He goes 28 of 44 for 336. And four touchdowns, only two sacks. This guy's growing, man. I am hearing really good things about him. He's he's quickly become a name to talk about and someone to keep watching, which is fun. I like learning about new guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's shaping up to be one of those guys where, you know, when it comes to closer to the NFL draft, there's always those those guys who we didn't even consider. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, at, at the start of the season who somehow make a name for themselves throughout the season. So keep an eye on him for sure. Yeah. Can you name a Wolf Pack quarterback that's in the NFL? Philip Rivers. Thank you, sir. I knew you wouldn't let me down. So that's what we got for that. Just adding on to the upset weekend 2.0 Pitt loses to NC State. Moving on to a game that me and Ryan were texting each other about quite a bit and we just, it was exchanges of alien and he's unguardable. Yeah. And can the bills and get him? I remember saying that. And Ryan said, would you say? No, he's nah. going to go top 15 probably. <laughs> and kind of like I said at the beginning, I mean, you can stop the alien, but you can't stop the alien. That is Kyle Pitts. He, they held him to 57 yards. That's cool. But he scored twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, Pitts, he's a freak, dude. He is a freak. A freak. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, had a little 
so the Bills are we're Bills fans. So we're watching the Raiders game. Do you see a little bit of Waller in him? I do. That's actually kind of what I was thinking when I was watching the game. Um, and I don't want to say Evan Ingram, but because Ingram hasn't looked that great so far in the NFL. Like he's had flashes, but still not that consistent. He can't really stay in the field. Yeah. But almost that Evan Ingram-esque, like just a bigger receiver playing tight end. And he's yeah. got the speed like a receiver. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Kyle Pitts, he's just a, a freaky athlete. That's just going to be like a common theme on this pod. Like we're going to be the biggest Kyle Pitts truthers and we're probably going to talk about him every week. Yep. Uh, We like good tight ends. We should probably mention the guy that threw the ball to him. Kyle Trask continues to have a outstanding campaign this year, improving his draft stock. I think you, you text me, uh, you asked if he was three or four. And I said, I think I said he's three for me. I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, Trey Lance is definitely not making it easier for him, which we didn't talk about that. Right. Did you point. catch that at all? Do we do we know anything? Because I didn't see anything about I it. I did not watch the live game. It was uh, 3.30, which is two of the games that I had picked out to watch. That was the same time they were playing, so I wasn't able to watch that at the same time. So instead, what right. ended up well, happening it was I just watched um, highlights. Right. Yeah. Well, we can go. We can go back and talk about that. We'll talk about Kyle Trask right now. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely solidifying himself right now. I. I, I think as of right now, he's QB four. Um, if he keeps having this kind of season with this kind of production against you know other solid teams, you know, we'll see him against Bama. We'll see him. You know, um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he he could be uh, QB three. I think Trey Lance not playing is definitely helping him with that mm-hmm. for sure. But at the same time. You know, you got a guy like Trey Lance, no interceptions, just super creative outside of the pocket, um, good athlete, strong arm. You know what I mean? So he's got all those intangibles that scouts are drooling over. But if Kyle Trask keeps up what he's doing right now, it's going to be hard to not talk about him as QB3. Yep, I agree. And he's going to have a lot of good competition. Like I said, eventually he's going to have to play Georgia. Uh, If if, let's say Florida wins the East, they're probably going to be playing Bama. Another great contest, another chance to prove himself. So, yeah, he's going to get as good of a test here in this weird, weird season as any quarterback prospect in the class. And once again, like back to Pitts, as long as Kyle Pitts stays healthy, that's just a that's a whole nother advantage that not a lot of these other quarterbacks have. You know what I mean? Um, well, talk about your boy, Tony, man. Darius Tony, man. He's electric. Is he not? Yeah, he is. Oh, that I mean, he. I that was man. I tuned into your that that game even though I was like oh this is Ryan's game I was like I gotta watch a little bit and yeah, I saw him catch that uh, one touchdown where he shook a couple of dudes and he yeah. reminds me of I think he's a little bit bigger yeah he's six Hamler. foot but yeah six foot one ninety three you see a little KJ in him yeah I didn't watch too much of KJ until like his highlights really so I didn't see like his normal gameplay not just his super highlights but yeah i can see a little bit of you know the speedy really good route running really good hands um side of it for sure okay anyone else um anyone in south carolina stand off for you i did like the running back um kevin harris he was pretty good he he was shifty he's 510 225 he's like he's one of those guys he's shifty 
but yeah, he's still going to barrel through you. Like he was putting some dudes on the ground and mm-hmm. Kevin Harris is, is an, another name to watch out for. Probably not going to come out this year with the names that are um, coming out at running back, but right. definitely got to keep an eye on. He, he had a hundred yards on the day with a touchdown, four and a half yards of carry. He also had four catches through 27 yards and a touchdown. Like it. So Kevin Harris. Oh, and um, the guy's name is, uh, is it Colin Hill? South Carolina, the quarterback, great lettuce, great head of hair on him. <laughs> Unbelievable head of hair. Oh my right. gosh. It was beautiful. All right. And I mean, if you had Kyle Trask beating one thing, it's the hair game. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. All First right. team, all hair. Oh yeah. We got to put together that list. We've been talking about it for a while. We'll, we'll, we'll get it together soon. All right. Let's move on to uh, the last game, Alabama and Texas and um, uh, Alabama still good. That's my hot take. Alabama's good. Yep. Confirmed good. They still have crazy good receivers. Yep. They lose Jerry Judy. They lose Henry Ruggs. They're still good. They lose every single offensive lineman, it feels like, except for Alex Leatherwood, and they're still dominant. Najee Harris is a beast. He didn't have to do anything this game, but he's a beast. Yeah. All, all he had 12 carries, do... 43 yards. I mean. Yeah. He had a lot of goal-to-go situations. Yes. Yes. Uh... Najee Harris is very good. I need to talk about Mac Jones real quick before we wrap this up and move on to our final segment. Mac yep. Jones has grown before our eyes, guys. He is, man. He is. He had um, a couple of dimes. I know I wanted to retire that phrase, but good Lord. Dropping it into the basket. Two his brothers on the roster as well, correct? Is he going to be a guy once Mac leaves? Or was he, he wasn't challenging Mac this year, right? No, it's Mac's team. Like, 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 like Mac was the guy. He was the guy. Okay. They, yeah, Mac he, Jones, man. So if you remember um, last year, Tua was playing obviously as a starter, and he starts rolling early, and they're blowing teams out like Bama does. So Mac Jones actually yep. got a lot of work even before Tua's injury, and then obviously Tua gets injured, and then Mac Jones becomes the full time starter. Yep. And yeah, Mac Jones, uh, 20 of 27, 435, four touchdowns, a pick, uh, one sack. Dude was, he was embracing the challenge and he, he stepped up big time and he entered his name into the, uh, the old hat there of random quarterback names to keep your eyes on. Now, when you are watching him, I know a lot of people, you know, they'll, the whole Alabama quarterback narrative. Oh, they don't really produce quarterbacks. They're wide receivers, running backs, defensive, every other position, but quarterback. But like when we had Joe Marino on, we said, scout the player, not the helmet. So keep that in mind when you're watching Mac Jones. Good point. Good point. So yeah, that was uh, the weekend or the football that happened over the weekend that we thought was newsworthy. Uh, Everything's still really weird, unpredictable. It adds to the drama. It's a lot of fun. Let's talk John Mechie real quick, the sophomore receiver for Alabama. I saw he led the team, yeah. Canadian, man. Is he now? Canadian. From our From Ontario, yes. Ah, okay. Brampton, Ontario. Nice. So shout, shout out John Mechie. He'll What's probably up, be another name next year. Like, he's probably going to be the next Alabama. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, Saban recruits wide receivers like no other. He He's, he's, he's the name. He's the good recruiter. I, guys want to go to Alabama. So yep. yep. He will always keep producing wide receivers or just NFL talent, period. 
Yeah. Hey, uh, that's a, a pretty good segue. Let's continue to talk about wide receivers. We're bringing yeah. back Gus the Prospect, everyone's favorite game. Uh, this week, I said, hey, Ry, let's pick uh, two wide receivers from the 2019 class, and we'll send them to our good friend Kyle Ranney from Two Point Conversation and Seven Wing Six, and that way, you know, he can let us know, like, all right, cool, I got the names, and they're not the same, and then uh, what happened? Um, You picked Hunter Renfro, and I picked Hunter Renfro, and we picked the same names. Why did, why did we want to talk about Hunter Renfro? Oh, be, probably because he just played our Bills, and we wanted to talk about him. Yeah, and, like, and because he played for Clemson for, like, 25 years, so... Yeah, I wanted to talk about the old man. Uh, so instead, what we did was I let Ryan stay in the 2019 class and pick a wide receiver, a new one, right? You didn't stick with Hunter Renfro, did you? Or did I, thought, I, just I, 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 I did think about it just to throw you off the scent, but no, I did not. That'd be funny. Renfro. I will say Hunter Renfro surprised me in the pros. Hunter Renfro looks pretty good. He's pretty good. He's the real deal. He had a really, really good catch against yeah. the Bills. Uh, third quarter down the sideline crazy good catch um sorry that's um, that's just me gushing about, about hunter renfro shout out kyle rainey the shout out kyle office Rainey. uh clemson fan hey good ahead of lettuce on his own right right he does yeah yes the kyle ginger rainey jesus himself blessed us with the hair game um and he's blessing us with these bills celebrations post game uh yes check out kyle entertaining yeah Kyle is Kyle is um, adding okay. to this wonderful Bill season. You want to go first, or do you want? I was just gonna say, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? You want to rock paper scissors? Yeah, yeah. We'll rock paper scissors. Ready? Yeah. Rock, paper scissors. What, what'd you do? Oh. Okay, we'll I'll do it one okay. more time. Yep. Uh, paper right. scissors. Paper scissors. All right, Ryan. One. Go ahead, Ryan. You can go first. Okay. All right. I'm so I'm ridiculously good at rock paper scissors. Like that would be like on my draft profile. Like super good at rock paper scissors. So if they ever switch from the coin flip to rock paper scissors, I'm that guy. Send me out. Who's that old lineman that? Oh, it was Trey Adams. That one thing was you yes. could change about yourself, and he wanted to change his member. He's like, uh, can, can I just say it? Uh, uh, my dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my Trey Adams impersonation. More like change careers because he's not going to be in the NFL. So. Oh, okay. That, that was mean. Okay. Moving on. Back to guess the prospect. Yes. Okay. Clue number one. Okay. This wide receiver was born in Baltimore, Maryland. He moved to Texas after the passing of his mother. R.I.P. to Mrs. Blank, Blank Prospect because I cannot yep. say the name. Right. Um, he moved to Fort Bend, Texas, where he attended Travis High School. Now, I like to give high school stats, not that you'll get them, but it's just kind of like a look inside, like a look at the history of this player. Now, according to maxpreps.com, yeah, he finished his high school career with 21 catches, mm-hmm. 261 yards, and four mm-hmm. touchdowns. That's it. Does that seem like a weird set of numbers to you mm-hmm. for a guy who was eventually drafted into the NFL? Mm-hmm. Bizarre. Maybe it was a heavy running school. I don't know. I believe I believe Travis High is where Matt Stafford went, I think. Uh, okay. You know who this is. That was clue number one. Nope. No? Okay. Nope. Clue number two. <sighs> okay. After red shit after sh- shitting. Whoa. <laughs> Matt, edit that out. That sounds, after that sounds like he's got a medical condition. <laughs> yeah, Shouldn't <right>. be red shitting. <laughs> 
<laughs> After redshirting his first season in 2005, he played in 11 games in 2016, finishing with nine catches, 134 yards, and two touchdowns. As a sophomore for this Big 12 school, he broke out for 41 catches, 697 yards, and seven touchdowns. But the true breakout was yet to come. His junior season, he finished with 60 catches, 1,300 yards, and nine touchdowns. He would forego his senior season and enter the NFL draft. Okay, so he was a junior, and he played in the Big 12, and he was drafted in 2019. And... I hope you don't get him so I can read his combine numbers. I'll let you read him. Go ahead. Clue number three. After a promising college career this cyclone alum had a solid combine he measured at six foot five 227 pounds ran a 448 40 yard dash 36 inch for 10 foot broad jump his speed score was in the 97th percentile at six foot five 227 pounds hakeem butler it was hakeem butler <sighs> who is now listed as a tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, very interesting. Hey, me, me, you, and Joe Marino were pretty high on Hakeem Butler, I believe. Yeah, uh, and then as and well then I saw as his combine, I was like, dude, yeah, we got to get this guy. Yeah, as well as Bruce Nolan. Uh, just keep that name in your heads. Yes. yes. Um, my last clue was he was drafted 103 overall by the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I didn't want that. All and right. Then he missed his whole rookie season. To a broken hand, didn't play, and they released him earlier, beginning of the season. So, yep, Akeem Butler. Okay, uh, this wide receiver, obviously, is in the 2018 class. He was born January 7th in 19, uh, 1996 in Delray Beach, Florida. He's six foot two, 210 pounds. He attended Village Academy, which is in Delray Beach, Florida. Nothing. Randy Moss. Incorrect. All right. Let's keep moving on. He, let's see here. As a freshman, he had 52 catches for 724 yards and four touchdowns, 13.9 yards per average. That's pretty good. As a sophomore, he had 57 catches for 853 yards. For an average of 15 yards and five touchdowns. So improvement once again. Then he played as a junior and he had 59 catches for 1,171 yards, an average of 19.8 yards per catch, 13 touchdowns. Okay. Um, did you say school or conference or anything? I have not. That was going to be my next clue. You want it? Okay. Yeah, you can move on to the next clue. Yeah. Or just the yeah. He plays in the the school is in the AAC. AAC. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so it's FBS, not FCS. Okay. Um, yeah, you can go ahead with the next clue. So he was drafted in the two thousand and eighteen draft. Oh, you want combine numbers, I bet. So measures in six foot one, three quarters, two hundred three pounds. 33 and three eighths arms, nine and a half inch hands. A ran a four four nine forty. Ooh, uh, vertical jump of thirty seven and a half inches. Anything? 
Um, do sorry, do, do the combine numbers one more time. T- Texas having a fit right now. So six foot one and three quarters inch height, two hundred and three pounds, thirty three and three eighths inch arms, nine and a half inch hands. Ran a four four nine forty. Had a thirty seven and a half inch vertical. So not overwhelming, but very very good numbers. Right. Okay. Um... Hi, Tex. Sorry. Everyone say hi, Tex. He was selected 91st overall in the 2018 draft. Here's here's the biggest hint that maybe we'll give it away, but maybe not. Ready? His collegiate school had back-to-back national, back-to-back-to-back national championships. UCF. UCF. Here's the other big Drake hint. Smith. Ooh, he got Drake it. Smith, my next, my next hint was gonna be he's been balling out with Drew Brees. Yes, yes, Traquan Smith. Yes, um, yeah, he's is having a pretty good season right now. Yep, very solid. Yep, good job, Traquan Smith. Love him. Well, well done, that Ryan. Guy. Well done. All I didn't right. he got drafted that high. Yeah, I know, I know, and right. he's finally producing. We, we, we got glimpses last year, but now he's finally formed. Um, producing it's very fun to watch i love when we yeah he'll, he'll probably be a solid number two and have michael thomas for a few years so i agree i agree he's got great sides great speed great athleticism so yeah all all plus plus uh check marks there so yes i think that's all we got ryan um wh- what do you want to tell the folks um review rate subscribe the, to the pot again yes follow all our pages yes uh, Facebook processing the process. Yep. Uh, Twitter is it process? I don't, I don't even know what our Twitter Proc- handle is. Processing underscore the pod. We should do like a little email thing where like people can like email us in questions and stuff. I think that'll be fun. Uh, you can email me anytime you want at finchb one nine eight four at gmail. That's the one I yes. answered the most. E- I don't email him, and we can do some like on air like questions. I, sure. I guess maybe closer to like draft time, we could do that. Sure. Um, so yeah, tell a friend, cool. share, like, join in, try and guess the prospect that I shared today. Our good friend Kyle Ranny had a guess. He was wrong, but it was a great guess. I loved it. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to keep bringing you content. I hope you're all enjoying. This football season has been a little weird, but I think that adds to the fun, in my opinion. And I think we're good. What do you say, Ray? I think, I think we're all set, man. I think we can close this one out. Yeah. So, uh, Everyone say goodbye to Tex and bye to Ryan. And until next time, go Bills. And keep on processing that process. Do you trust the process? Do you respect the process?